Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we tackle our fourth season, winter. We talk about the best foods, the terrible weather, and the fun activities you can do outside. Stick around, it's winter, and it's starting right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 96, recorded November 29th, 2017. The Winds of Winter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the podcast that can talk about anything and often does. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our very own Jack Frost, Mr. Matt Mariani. How are we doing today, snowy Sean Jennings? I am am cold, Matt. I am cold and I am dry. It's so dry. Where did all the water go? It's so dry up north. I forgot about that. Um, And it's it's annoying. Having a, a dryness issues. I'm I, I I the air. It's just it's just it's just like all the moisture. Everything's like just dry and cracked. It's like being in the goddamn desert, except cold. <laughs> it's a cold desert, Matt. What the hell is going on? Cold. Well, I think deserts do get cold at night, don't they, Sean? Don't they get uh cold at night? Yeah, but the thing about that is, I'm sleeping at night, so I don't care. Not during the day, and the sun is gone, and it's not ugh. <laughs> I should tell you we're exactly one and a half minutes into this episode and I'm already bitching about winter. So I think we have a good oh, idea. Yeah, we, should, we're going. we should have called this episode the wines of winter. Oh boy. A lot of whining going oh on. boy. Don't get started on oh, me. Whining about winter. Jeez. Um, no, I'm sure. Sh- why don't we talk about some of the, some of the positive things about winter? Yeah. Like- so we're talking winter today, the season yeah. we've done. I want to remind everybody, Matt, that we've yeah. already done the three other seasons. Yeah. Here on the show. So previously. this is it. Uh, this is, we're wrapping this up is- the, the series. We, uh, we unlock an achievement now because we've done all the we seasons. We do. You get the badge and you get the, 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 the little doot sound. Um, I do want to remind people, if you want to go back, uh, you can go to our website, upfordebate.tv or soundcloud.com slash upfordebate to get the audio. Uh, on episode 84, we talked about, uh, oh no, not on that one. I'm trying to find, here we go. Uh, we did two episodes on summer, if you remember, episodes 81 and 82. Uh, let's see, we did, where? when was our spring one? Our spring one was, uh, this isn't fun as I scroll. God, we've done so many goddamn episodes, Matt. <laughs> what the heck when did that happen um, we did we did our spring one last year episode number 51 and of course the first one we ever did on seasons which was the one about fall titled help it's fall and i can't get up and that one goes way back to episode 29 two years ago so you can check those out on our website yeah um but where would you like to start so on John, winter yeah let's jump right into the um the season of winter the cold crisp Winter. What what is what what is the mental image that comes into your mind when I say the word winter? Snow. Sure. Snow. Snow. You think of snow. Snow. I think it's the most visual. I think it's and it is weather. I think and we we I know for a fact we talked about this on the other seasons episodes. Seasons are most defined by weather. That is like the number one thing that separates one season from another is weather. And I think uh, winter has potentially the most distinctive weather in the very visual snow, which only happens during that season. Um, Yeah, I won't disagree with you there. It seems like snow does play a big factor in winter. Um, For me, though, 
I don't know why. I always picture a distinct like, and I and I do this more so than with other seasons. With winter, I, I picture like a distinct time and place. You know, like I imagine walking home, and it's snow everywhere, and it's it's just becoming dark out. It's just becoming dusk on like a cold back road uh and and you can't hear a sound around you and you can't hear like really just this it's just the sound of your own feet and the sound of your own belabored breathing in the cold cold winter um the cold winter's grasp that's what comes to my mind that, when I think of winter. That sounds like something somebody would say who's just about to die. <laughs> and like I see it. I the the cold the cold grasp is taking me to the light. I know I I think that's another really unique thing about winter. It is when so snowy that you can't even hear a sound around you. It's just everything's just so quiet. It like it deadens all the sound and and makes everything like I think other seasons, whereas other seasons you 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 get distinct noises like the birds chirping in spring and summer. You get the also you get the um, cicadas and the crickets in the uh, summertime, the summer months or you have the sound of a pool or a barbecue or things like that in summer. Autumn, you know, crackling underneath your feet, you have a um, smell of a campfire or like a like a nice like stew brewing in the kitchen. That, that's a very fall thing. But like for the winter, in that same vein, has got to be that that deadening silence or that absence of any any kind of real. Okay, and I have that anywhere else, but in the in the cold months. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, Matt, that is a really good point, and I think if I had to say one of my favorite things of winter, and spoiler alert, it will be a short list. Um, I do enjoy evening walks, either while it's snowing or just after it's snowing, and the moonlight reflecting off the snow, and you're right, that just extremely dead quiet sound where what little sounds there are are very muffled um and there's just that sort of very cool air not a lot of wind but the air just sort of sits there uh, dry against your skin um and i think there's something very very refreshing about about that element to it um I'll, i will i will agree with you there yeah um refresh i think it's um it's important. I think winter. A lot of people view it with with dread because you know you got the, everybody's kind of trapped inside. But I like I kind of enjoy that 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 slowing down. Everything kind of slows down a bit. Slow motion. Uh, you have like a winter storm power or something or or it'll it'll just make everybody move a little slower maybe just because it's colder out simple as that um and that's kind of nice is it 
do that. Yeah, I think it's kind of nice. No, because the reason you're slowing down is not necessarily to enjoy it. You're slowing down because you physically can't move very fast because it's dangerous and everything is slick and cold and, and your body literally doesn't move as fast when it's cold. That's why you're slowing down. It's It's slowly killing you. No, you're just enjoying, you got to take it as it comes and you enjoy the pace that you're going at and you just kind of, you got to make adjustments. You just got to make adjustments to the, the world around you. That's what it's all about. And that's why I could never live in a place that does not have a winter. Because you, you do live in a place miss, that doesn't have winter. I would miss the winter way too much. Virginia doesn't have a winter. Uh, I don't know about that. There's a little bit of a winter. It's not like, I mean, we do get some snow here. It's definitely nothing like a northern winter, um, which I do miss. I miss the winters up north. It's um, it's very unique. I think we're kind of spoiled in the northeast with us the seasons. I think we do. No. We really do get the best of all seasons. I think we really do. We get we get great a great, beautiful fall. We get a uh, mystical and fantastic winter, um, and we have mild summers. I mean, you can't really ask for much better than that. Yeah. No, you know, Matt, because I know that's one of those things. I love the seasons. You know, that's one of those things people say. And, um, you know, I used to think like, okay, I kind of get where they're coming from. And then I moved to Houston, uh, a place that has really one season, maybe two. And I realized how bullshit that is. It's bullshit the seasons thing. Seasons suck. What are you talking about? No. This isn't even, not even close to, no. to accurate. No, because you know like, what it is? What? You don't need variety. You need consistency. Yes, variety is no, great, you Matt. You, you know me, Matt. Variety is the spice of life. You know me, Matt. You okay? know I love variety. I love variety. Yeah, I do. But in the seat, not in my weather, because weather controls <laughs> everything in your life. It controls when you go outside, how you go to work, how comfortable you are. Everything, weather is so critical to our lives. You want less, less consistent, you want less inconsistency in your weather because it's going to screw with you when you don't know what's going on. And when you live in a place with seasons, every day is a new adventure, which is bad. That's great. No, no that's amazing. No. That's what makes it great. All right. I it's it's uh I'm just thinking of that song by Blind Lemon, No Rain. Like that guy who complains that it's not that there's no rain. I would be that guy. I'd complain if there was no rain. I would I love the change in seasons and I love the change in weather and I love how everything is different every day and that's the way it should be. It should be totally unpredictable. Who wants to live in a place where it's sunny all the time? Who wants I do. to live in a place where it's beautiful all the time? Me. No. Me. I like that. Matt, I like that no, variety. No, but think about it, Matt. I have to I have to have a wardrobe that spans everything from zero degrees to a hundred degrees. That's terrible. Yeah. My car, right? I have to be mm -hmm. able to I have to be like a goddamn Formula One driver in in Hank the Hyundai <laughs> because I need to take him on every goddamn weather condition, including a foot of snow, which spoiler alert, not super great in. The sun, the well, sun disappears for a few months. Where does it go? <laughs> I, I get to work and it's dark out and I leave work and it's dark out, Matt. I miss right, the that's, sun. That's the, all right, that's the one thing I'll zoom in on. It, and I will say that that's the, the thing that kind of sucks about winter that I don't even really like is, is that lack of sunshine. I kind of hate that. Um, 
that that kind of sucks. Like the fact that you drive to work and it's dark and then you come home and it's also dark. It sucks. It's it's awful. And you get you get to see the sun like maybe an hour every day if you're lucky. So it sucks. But I think the the plus side of that is that you're that much grateful. You're that more you're that more makes you more grateful when it does come out what? and appears for a longer amount of time. What are you? You have more gratitude for the sun shining as it does, Matt, don't you? That's like saying, "Oh, I'm going to volunteer to be homeless for three months out of the year, so I feel better about having a home the other nine months." That doesn't make any sense. I, I think it makes perfect sense. I think that 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 would totally make me more appreciative of a home that I would have. That's, like, actually, I could see you I doing that. that. I think it's the same thing for for a sun for the yeah. sun. You know, you're you're much more appreciative when the sun does come out, and you're like, oh, you know, and maybe things aren't so bad. The sun is shining for a longer amount of time than it was yesterday. It may that's what the great thing is climbing out of that hole, like toward the end of winter when you know it gets lighter out a little bit later every day, and then you're like, ah, yeah, I see this and I appreciate it. All right, but that's but that's part of the bad thing about winter, right? Is because in the fall, all of a sudden, bam, it's winter, right? It just jumps on you. You're like, where the hell did it come from? One day it's 70, and the next day it's 50, and then the next day it's 30. Like, winter slams on you hard, which is great. You know, I don't need a long transition. The problem is coming out of winter takes forever. It's like it's March, and it's still cold out. And you're like, this will never... And then there's like always that like one week in mid-March where it's like 70 and the sun's out, and you're like, bust out the shorts, summer's here, and then boom, it's 40 degrees <laughs> the next week. The it's such a tease. Winter is such a tease. And I'm like, just goddamn get to it already. <laughs> I'm sorry. I must sound like a raving lunatic about this, but I really, genuinely, I didn't realize how much winter sucked until I didn't have a winter. Winter is miserable. I'm cold all the time. It's much harder to heat your home than it is to air condition it. I learned that both in terms of cost and effort, because it's easy to lower the temperature. Getting it up takes a lot of effort. I've got like eight blankets on my bed mat. What is going on? I enjoy that. I like, I like the cold weather. I, I can't really, I actually, great example is last night I couldn't get to sleep. And I discovered that my temperature was like, it was like 75 in this apartment. I was like dying. That's why I lower it to like a cool 67 degrees. That's what I like to do. I like to lower the temperature to like something nice and cool freezing. If it ta- if that's what it takes. And then I just bundle up with blankets. It's easier to cool your, it's easier to warm yourself up than it is to cool yourself down. That's I, a fact. I disagree with that. Fact. hundred percent. True. There's no, no, that's there's not no true. disputing. No, that's, you that's can't just make stuff up. It's not, you can't dispute it. You're, how can you cool yourself down if you, I mean, you, you can warm yourself up. You can throw on a sweater. You can throw on blankets. Like, how do you cool yourself down? You take off sweaters and blankets. All right, but then what? Then what is there to do after that? There's, you can put an unlimited amount of blankets on you. and unlimited. You could wear an, a limitless amount of sweaters to warm yourself up. There's only so many clothes yeah. that you can remove. Matt, you have central air. Up down. What? You have central air. Central we're, 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 we're not going to... This is a fight where no one's going to win, especially right. not the anyway. listeners. I don't think we're going to agree on the weather aspect of winter. Um, I, I appreciate your position. Winter does... The weather does have some advantages. Again, if it was like... 
just the months of December and January, I think I'd be okay. The problem is winter seems to take from like mid-October to like mid-April. Like it takes forever. It, <laughs> and then and then summer is like two to three months. I'm like, what? It's very unfair. So I, I need I more balance. That's got to be just where you live because it's not like that here in Virginia. No, well, of course not. No, of course. No, no. Like, and this is totally I mean, a Northeast thing. Really started here. Yeah, winter has not even begun no, here. And, I and it won't. So like maybe the day after Christmas or something. No, no it joke. Like it's forever. In Houston, we had winter for three weeks, and that's not an exaggeration. It was cold for three weeks, and then it was boom. It was 70 every day. Yeah. Like that's maybe too short. I'd say fair. But I just it, – it just – it's so – I miss the sun, uh, but but anyway, um, we should probably move on from the weather uh, and talk about some other fantastic aspects of winter, Matt. Like the food. What kind of food? What was your favorite winter treat? Well, you know, Matt, I know uh, on the fall episode, we, we had quite a lengthy discussion on pumpkin and pumpkin spice as being a sort of fall classic, uh, but I'm not a big pumpkin spice guy. I skip fall. I go straight to peppermint. Peppermint's an awesome flavor. That is a great winter flavor. Um, you can get peppermint scented and flavored everything it's it's refreshing it fe- you can have it in august it'll still feel like winter um i'm a big fan of of peppermint wow peppermint's pretty basic sean i have to say i'm not a big fan of peppermint what? i'm gonna disagree with you on that one i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you with the facts uh <laughs> straight up facts peppermint tastes like toothpaste sean I've, every time i eat something with peppermint in it i taste like it tastes like i'm drinking a tube of toothpaste i'm not a fan i'm not a fan at all Really not. Wow. Really kind of had it with the peppermint. That's what? You, yeah, you're just over peppermint. peppermint. I'm over it. I'm over the peppermint. It, it it convinced me that I'm not eating toothpaste while I'm eating peppermint. But it's not too like you know it's not it toothpaste tastes like toothpaste with some mint. Yeah, mint pepper which is mint and peppermint. But what about okay? the smell? Anytime I eat mint. All right. It smells like toothpaste. Oh. I just can't get over it. So like if someone All gave right? you a peppermint candle, you wouldn't burn it? Probably not. I would. I would feel. I would. Uh, I would rather burn a pumpkin scented candle or something like that. Oh, you know what, Matt? I bet you're a like Christmas tree. Yeah. Like a balsam yeah, fir like, type smell guy. I like the smell of a Christmas tree. A freshly cut Christmas tree is great. Gingerbread, very, very good. That's a good smell. Scent. Yeah, it's a great appropriate winter scent. Yeah. Uh, just really not crazy about the pepper. That's okay. It's not for everyone. Um, I think that peppermint, like, there are peppermint cookies that are pretty good. They're okay. I can kind of get past that if there are, like, different flavors going on in there. But no, what I'd like to say is the best winter treat is hot chocolate and hot cocoa. Hundred percent. Um, I for beverages, I wouldn't say all food, but I would say yeah, the best. But be- no, well, yeah, I guess. Are you a big eggnog guy? I do not like eggnog. I really like eggnog. I it's it's an unbelievable amount of calories to put into your mm. body, but it's fantastic. It's uh, I love eggnog. Um, I haven't had the chance to drink it yet this season, which I'm sure I'll make up for. Uh, as it gets closer to Christmas, but no, I, I, I'm a supporter of eggnog. Big yeah, egg, okay. I, I like the, I like the idea that eggnog is very seasonal. Like, it's it's super seasonal. Like, you can't even purchase it outside of the winter months. Well, it's kind of like apple cider in the fall. I mean, it's just one of or, or 
yeah, I guess lemonade is really all year. It's not really a summer-specific drink, but, uh, but yeah, I do agree. Although, who wants egg? Would you, if eggnog was available in July, would you get eggnog? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think I would. I, think, I, I used to think that I would, but I really don't think that would be an option anymore. The like, market has spoken. No interest. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. But delicious. But, Eggnog's delicious. But I, I, I'm sorry. I got ahead of us here because I do want to circle back to hot cocoa. I agree. A fantastic winter beverage. Hot beverages in general um, really, really succeed in the winter. Peppermint hot cocoa, by the way, very good. Um, but so we're, you know, most flavored cocos as well but matt i really gotta take offense because i feel the cocoa culture is really behind the curve you know we're in a society now where coffee has become an art form right where it's all about the pour over and the drip and the french press and it's a science right cocoa has not caught up with that i gotta just be straight here and this is an unequivocal fact it's in the encyclopedia you can look it up Swiss Miss made with hot water in your microwave is not good hot cocoa. It's, in fact, crappy hot cocoa. And in a pinch, it'll get the job done. But, like, <laughs> where is the gourmet hot cocoa? Hey, I'll tell you where it is, Sean. Don't say Ghirardelli. Um, no, I oh. was going to actually say it is in Williamsburg, Virginia. They have an amazing hot cocoa place um, right in colonial Williamsburg, right across the street from the campus of the college of William and Mary. I just had, I was there uh, two weeks ago, two weekends ago, and I had a phenomenal, phenomenal cup of hot cocoa there. Awesome. It, it absolutely blew me away. Um, but that is probably the only place on earth that you can get hot cocoa of that variety. It's like, it's authentically made too. It's, it's exactly what you were talking about. They use a special brewing technique. They use actual cocoa powder. Um, and they, and they make it the way that hot cocoa was supposed to be made really the way that it was intended. And, oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Everybody really owes it to themselves to try that at least once. And I, I'm with you. I, I don't really know why we've put up with bad cocoa for so long. Like, like well, we, it, we've, we've kind of become very, very complacent and be like, okay, yeah, this powdered of sugar and crap. And we boil water and mix it together. And sure, it, it tastes like water with sugar and maybe a little bit of, maybe a little bit of cocoa in there, but. I mean, you wouldn't really need to doctor it up with like, you know, ma marshmallows and whipped cream right. and all the stuff that we used to doctor up, of, you know, hot cocoa. Fun fact. Um, did you know that George Washington preferred hot cocoa to coffee and tea? Ah, I did not. Know. That's probably why hot all his teeth fell out. Average of cheese. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, that's a that's a fun fact. Actually, hot cocoa was so popular in the American colonies that at one time the sale of hot cocoa surpassed that of both tea and coffee. Wow. I did not know that. That actually is really interesting. Hot cocoa was considered a um, like a like a gentleman's drink. And it was like a gentleman's and ladies drink that you could get like at most taverns. And it was it was kind of very similar to drinking coffee. And a matter of fact, it was coffee was almost kind of looked down upon as like 
probably because a lot of it tasted like mud. But to be fair, a lot of the hot, the hot cocoa that they drank is not the same hot cocoa oh, that sure. we drink today. It was not as sweet. It they was didn't have high fructose very, corn syrup back then. No, it was very, very bitter, probably very, uh, very raw tasting. But I have actually had the authentic like hot cocoa that you can also get that at Williamsburg. That's another thing they do is like you go in one of the little taverns and they'll give you like hot cocoa as it was made back in the, the colonial days. It does. It really, it tastes more like coffee than not than cocoa. But anyway, yeah, very, it was popular back then. Have you, and yeah, no, sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, first of all, Matt, um, I have now officially put on my life goal bucket list. Uh, you and I are going to Colonial Williamsburg because that would be goddamn hilarious. Yeah. Um, Fun time. I will strap some GoPros to us and we will publish the whole thing. <laughs> I promise. No, but what I was going to say is um, I am actually a big fan of uh, maybe the founding fathers would agree with me. Um, the the hot cocoa coffee 50 50 mix. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done the cocoa coffee mix? I actually did, yeah. It's great. I actually uh, was thinking of doing it tonight. Uh, decided against it, but I have had it in the past, and it is it is really good. Yeah, um, I think that if you go to Dunkin', right, Dunkin' Donuts, the Dunkachino, like Dunkachino, exactly. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's good. Yeah, uh, I thought it would be a little weird at first, but it, it totally works. I used to do that in the Maris cafeteria all the time. I would I would get some coffee, and then they had a little hot chocolate machine, and You'd, you'd, you'd mix it up. It was very tasty. Um, yeah, you know, I, I agree. Hot cocoa, signature winter beverage. Um, I would also say that in terms of uh, winter, a, very, a baking holiday, or not baking holiday, baking season. I don't think you bake very much in the summer or in the spring. Um, talking cookies, uh, Christmas cookies perhaps, um, a lot of uh, fruitcake cake. You know, if that's your thing, um, I definitely think winter is a, in terms of food, is a very bake heavy holiday. Um, yeah, it is. It very much is. Yeah. Um, which makes sense, you know, warm ovens and stuff, keeping you warm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of baking going on. Um, I like that winter foods are kind of almost like an extension of fall foods, like pot roasts and things Soups. like that. Yeah. Soup. Yeah. I very much envision having those in like fall and winter. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you could have them in summer too, but especially like to warm you up fall and winter, winter months. Sure. Yeah. I agree. Now, um, go ahead. I was going to say, there's one thing you can only do in winter that you can't do in any other month. Is this like a riddle? And it involves sleds and going down hills and your sled. Quilting. Yes, quilting. Nailed it. Yeah, winter, winter fun time ac outdoor activities. Totally. Sledding, mm. kind of overrated. Mm. I'm, I'm going to come out. Let, let me let me let me jump into that one, if I may. I don't know about over, overrated. I'll say more trouble than it's worth. Well, That's it's for Dan. Like it's usually maybe because I'm not a kid anymore. Because again, you remember <laughs> when you were a kid, you're in case you forgot, physically smaller, so everything seems bigger. 
But now that I'm an adult, True. I look at like the sled hills I used to go on as a kid, and I'm like, that's not that high, and you do not go that fast, but it felt much faster as a kid. So maybe I'm just a little jaded in that respect. But I think you're right. It is sledding is a big hassle. Um, you gotta climb up and then you gotta go down, assuming you have a decent sized hill. As adults, we have things like skiing and snowboarding and tubing that I think are a little more fun than than sledding. But I agree for kids, that's that is a good time. Now, Matt, I, I do have to ask you this because I know this is a bit controversial here. Um, are you when it comes okay. to sledding, are you a more traditional metal or plastic sled, or are you cutting edge post two thousands inflatable tube sledder? Where where do you fall on that oh, spectrum? All about the tubes. Yeah. I would say inflatable tubes 100%. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. They're just, I don't know. I, the tubes are just better. I um, I mean, number one, they're easier to carry up the hill. I guess now I'm thinking about this as like a, as like a jaded adult. But <laughs> like when you got to climb back up that long hill, the tubes are just easier to carry. You just put them over your head and kind of much lighter to carry than, than a sled. Um, and they, I feel like they go faster, don't they? They just seem like they go faster down the hill than, than a sled does. I think more aerodynamic, I guess. I don't, I just think they weigh less. So if you have very soft snow, it's not going to sink down as far. I think that's the difference. The problem is, yeah. the problem I found with inflatables was that, and I haven't done this in years, but it's, you have to have the right kind of, you don't. If you have the wrong kind of snow, if you're very wet snow, it sticks and it doesn't f- move as fast, which usually I just find in- inflatables are a little flaky. Like if you have a if you have a good snow, you will go stupid fast on an inflatable, like more fast than you should probably be going. Um, you just really have to have the right snow. The other thing about inflatables is they can pop, and I have popped a number of those when I was in my teenage years. Um, cause you get going really fast and you bounce around and you hit a jump and you, you, you go up in the air and you land on it, boom, you know, you, you blow it out, which you're not going to do on a, on a classic sled. Yeah. I think that, I don't know. I, it's been so long since I've been on either of them, but I still got to give it to tubes. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think that's still fair. got to give it to tubes. Um, so what other wintertime activities do you enjoy or did you enjoy at one time? See, I feel like as I'm thinking back, a lot of the winter outdoor activities are kind of like children almost. I'm well, thinking of like building a snowman. I guess that's something that an adult can do too, but making snow angels and snowball fights and, I feel like now it, it, it's just shoveling. It's like, that's that's like the new activity is like shovel the snow so you can drive. Yeah. Or like, so you don't fall. But I also think it's, I think for the adults, it's skiing and snowboarding and professional level tubing. I think those are more of the adult, even like cross country skiing or snowshoeing, I know has kind of gotten popular the last couple of years. I think those are really more of the adult version of those sort of goofy. I guess the big difference is you described for kids all stuff you can do in your own yard, you know, which is obviously important for kids. They 
can't drive cars. Uh, but I think as far as adults go, I just don't think we do much in our yards anymore at our own respective homes. We're too busy maintaining them to to actually enjoy them. So we have to go somewhere to do it like a mountain or a, a state park or something of, of that type. Hmm. State park. That's a, a very good suggestion. I never thought of that. Going to a state park in the snow. Have you, uh, do you have experience with this? Um, uh, let me make one thing very clear. Cause I know that there are a lot of fans out there who may be new to the show who don't personally know me. Uh, so, you know, just to give you, especially as you're looking for context as we go through this episode, and I think this will inform a lot. Um, in the winter, I don't go outside period. <laughs> End of discussion. I get in really no joke, especially during the week. The only time I spend outside is walking from my car to the office. I don't even, I have a garage attached to my place. I don't even have to go outside to get into my car in the morning. So, I spend as little time as humanly possible outdoors. So, Matt, no, I have no experience snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, spending any amount of time in a state park. Now, that being said, I kind of would like to do that. I kind of would like to try it. I think that sounds very, very fun. My brother was a big cross-country skier, um, and I think I would be willing to spend a small amount of time trying it. I, I've never gone skiing or snowboarding. Um, you know, these are things I generally avoid doing. I've never been snowshoeing. I don't really get the concept of it. I, is it you? I mean, I know you put on those big, like tennis racket-looking shoes and trudge through snow. Yeah. But is that it? Is that all? You like you're just walking on the snow? It, it's it's like walking through the woods in the summer. I mean, it's just you can't do it without some sort of foot accessory or you'll be putting your foot in six inches to a foot every time you step down. So it just kind of prevents, it, it reduces the amount of strain, but no, you're just walking through the woods. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, it, I think it'd be kind of nice to, to get out and do that. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of work. And you can't do it but. for long periods of time, too, which is kind of kind of difficult. You know, like a, you can do an all day hike. I, I would I certainly couldn't do an all day snowshoeing excursion. I think after about two hours, I'd be like, fuck this. I want to go back to the lodge. So see that that kind of. That kind of eliminates a lot of the. A lot of the issues I have with hiking, like winter itself kind of eliminates a lot of the issues with hiking. Like I really don't like bugs. All right. I just, when I'm hiking, I don't, I don't like being bothered by insects and bugs and things like that. Fair. I don't like getting bitten by mosquitoes, especially mm -hmm. um, or ticks or anything like that. And those are all gone. Those, that's not a problem in the winter when after snow, um, you know, it, it eliminates the threat of bears or any kind of big animal because they're all hibernating. No, unless you accidentally uh, stumble on like a like a den. Of, yeah, but of, what about like a snow leopard or? Uh, where where are we hiking here, Sean? In the, the, in the Siberia, the Matt. Siberia polar bears. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, as long as there's no, as long as you're not, you know, in a dangerous place. But I, I'm sure, like a state park in New York or. Massachusetts, you'd be okay and not have to worry about snow leopards or yetis or anything like that. Famous last um, words. <laughs> mm. oh, sorry, I was choking on my on my hot cocoa here. Mm. It's, it's that tasty. Out, out, out of those limited edition 
Goldilocks zone <laughs> mugs. That's right. Never to be reproduced because that show doesn't exist anymore. Look at that. <laughs> it's good stuff. It Goldilocks. is. Goldilocks. Never forget. No, actually, I did um, just uh, I did just order some uh, some new up for debate fridge magnets. So when they get oh, here, maybe we'll give some away. We ran out of tote bags. We gave them all away. Hey, those tote bags, they're they're great. I mean, uh, who they, doesn't want a free tote they, bag? They hold so. stuff, so we might have some free fridge free magnets. Stuff. Anyhow. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, the winter months. Do you have anything else you would like to say about winter? Um. Well, we didn't really talk about the holidays of winter. Okay. Yeah. Which is something we, we did, and we talked about Thanksgiving in the fall episode and the 4th of July in the summer episode. So I think we'd be leaving some content on the table if we didn't talk about the two big holidays that really occur in the winter, which would be uh, New Year's, of course, and uh, yes, and Boxing Day, (laughs) Um, the biggest of holiday. Actually, I this is a very much aside, but um, I as part of my job have to write social media content, posts and tweets and things of that nature. Um, And I worked for like several days to come up with a a somewhat relevant boxing day post for my company just because I wanted to come up with. So go ahead and follow us on unboxing day. You'll see some really hilarious content um, about boxing day. Anyhow, um, Matt, let's uh, let's talk about these holidays. So uh, obviously new year's. I don't, I don't know how you feel if you're kind of an overrated underrated guy on new year's. I think it's pretty appropriate. Um, I think that it means it's one of those holidays that really means different things to different people. And I'm one of those people that genuinely tries to get in the spirit of, you know, starting over a new leaf in a new year. I'm, I'm really, but I'm also one of those stereotypical people where they're like goal falls apart in the first two weeks and then they like, don't come back to it. But I do try to make new year's resolutions and I think it's important to have resolutions and, it's important to have goals that you're moving towards uh, to better yourself. Um, I think that's that's really the the part of the holiday that a lot of people miss is that you're you know it's come it's become like a cultural tradition to to make these New Year's resolutions and and try to stick to them for as long as you possibly can, um, even though most of us fall short, but. Uh, with that, I think it's I think it's a matter of setting the bar. I think you got to set the bar, set the bar maybe a little bit lower next time. All right, if you if you if, if you're out there and you struggle with making a new New Year's resolution, maybe the past ones haven't worked out. Okay, maybe maybe pick something that's more attainable. Now, Matt, let me let me ask you this: Have you given any thought to your New Year's resolution for 2018 yet? I know it's a little early. You got about a month to to plan. Oh yeah, I've I've uh I haven't really locked anything down yet that I'm gonna put on my my New Year's resolution list, but I think uh I've I've definitely given thought to to uh you know just kind of routine things like lose weight or uh, maintain a healthy sleeping schedule, like uh, maybe go to the gym more than like twice. Did, things like that. Did we talk about the them being attainable goals? Wasn't that wasn't wasn't yeah, I mean, uh, I believe in you, Matt. I believe in you. You can do it. I think those are pretty. 
Yeah. Oh, no, totally. No, you're going to do it. Uh, maybe, maybe like, maybe like going to the gym once. In 2018. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe three times. Three times sounds good. Totally. That's a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are, those are the basic ones I have right now. I think what I'd like to do in 2018 is I'd like to start keeping a dream journal. Oh, that's good. Have you ever heard of these? Yeah. Okay. Do you dream a lot? I really don't. But when I th- I think the problem is that I I probably do, but then I forget about it after I wake up and like walk around a little bit. And I've always kind of thought the dreams are fascinating things. Like they're kind of like windows into our our innermost thoughts and subconsciouses. And so I'd like to keep a dream journal. I'd like to have one like next to my bed that I could like write things in. Um, that's that's a little resolution I have. I'd also like to really commit to learning Mandarin. Um, this year, mm-hmm. like really try to sit down and like master the language. Um, that's a great. So goal. that's what I want to do. So yeah, I, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. But uh, do you have any resolutions oh. that you? Well, well, first of all, Matt, if you do actually follow through on doing a, a dream journal, let me just volunteer you and myself. I will keep one as well, and we can do them on the show. Okay. I don't yeah. really dream. I very rarely dream, so it may take a while to get kind of a backlog for us to discuss, but that might be a fun one, so mark that okay. one off. When it comes to New Year's resolutions, Matt, I totally respect what you're doing. I think it's great. I hope you succeed in them. I personally think New Year's resolutions are bullshit, and <laughs> I don't really care for them, and here is why. I think it's whatever it takes to motivate people to improve their lives, I think is whatever it takes. It's great. I'm on board. When it comes to me, and this is my bigger problem with New Year's and certain... Ho- I don't like arbitrary calendar-based holidays, like birthdays. I'm not a big birthday guy because the significance is is only just related to the date. You know what I mean? Like, there's no actual reason to have it on that day. You know, Christmas has a backstory. Thanksgiving has a backstory. New Year's just happens because the day changed. And that's weird to me. And the same for New Year's resolutions. Believe me, I'm not a life coach or anything like that, but I will say if you want to improve your life or do something, doing it arbitrarily on a date is kind of a shitty way to do it. Like you should be in a good place before you change your life. Like before you start going to the gym, you should be in a place where you have a schedule that allows you to go to the gym and a gym membership and the interest in just doing it because it's January 1st is bizarre to me. And I don't (laughs) think a great way to set up doing doing goals. You know what I mean? And, And if it works for people, great for me, that's not really how it works. You have to just improve yourself throughout the year whenever you can. And I think doing it tied to a date doesn't work for me. But that's me. Uh, again, great that other people do it. And that's what the bigger problem I have with New Year's is it's a cool holiday. I love getting together with people, staying up till midnight. It's a party. That's great. But for me, it's kind of like the Super Bowl where it's like it's only a party because we say it's a party, not for any real reason. It's just like any other night, you know? And, and I love the party and it's fun. Um... Yeah, so that's my kind of ho hum thoughts on on New Year's. It's fine. I have I I don't hate it. I just I don't get excited for it. So, I think that when you, I was just wanted to go off of uh, like tying New Year's to a date, I think what part of what it does is it allows people like me to procrastinate on their goals. Like I procrastinate all the time. So I don't have to start keeping a dream journal right now, or I don't have to start going to the gym right now 
you know, I'll put it on the calendar and January 1st, that's when I'll start going to the gym more. Or that's when I'll start practicing Mandarin more. Like something like that. Sure. But couldn't you do that on December 1st? Gives you a little window to be like, all right, let me get in my mind, right? In the month of December, I'll get myself into a place where I can do those things. Where I could like have more time in my schedule. Like let me set aside like a window every day where I can make that happen. Yeah, but you can do that anytime. I also of year. like to take up the huh? You can do that any time of year. You can do that in March. You can do that in September. Well, and there's there's like a date on the calendar now, so it's like I, I got it. Yeah, do but it. so September first. Like it's almost like a deadline, like a deadline. But you can set any deadline. I guess that's my point is you can, you can, you can say right now, Matt, uh, February 3rd, that's the date I'm going to start. Yeah. But this is, this is like more, it gives you more permanence because it's like a new year. So new year, new you. Like that's such a, you know, and everyone always say, remember, remember Matt at the end of 2016, when everyone said, God, 2016 was the worst goddamn year. 2016 sucked. There's no way 2017 will be worse <laughs> than 2016. And we goddamn blew it. Remember that? The years don't yeah. change. It's an arbitrary day. I don't mean to be Mr. Bummer oh, Guy, so but hard. it's January 1st is the same as December 31st. Sorry. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like there's something different. I always feel like as soon as that ball drops... And the countdown finishes. You don't feel like some kind of little bit of magic that happens. No. All I think about is all the wrong up. dates I'm going to write for the next couple weeks on everything. Nah, that's that's definitely a big uh, that's a big side effect of uh, of New Year's for sure. I'm always doing that. Always writing 17 on everything. That's what I'm going to be going to be doing. Um, did you know that? Uh, I think New Year, not New Year's Day, but a couple days after New Year's is official. It's like official divorce day or something like that. Oh. It's the day when most people get divorced is like three, two days after New Year. Do you know why that is? Because uh, lawyers are cheaper on that day. I have no idea why. It has to do with um, the uh like prenuptial contracts or something mm. last like a year or something oh, like that. Oh, they end on December 31st or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I, I thought it was cause people get married in like Las Vegas chapels or something mm. on New Year's. Then they get, they like two days later, they reject drunken it. mistakes. Yeah. But that's just my little, that's my little, yeah, Matt, so you fun. seem to know a lot about that as someone who's getting married. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying it's a little suspicious. Just, I don't even remember where I learned this. This was just a, a talking to your prenup lawyer. Yeah. Um, any- hey, I don't have enough money to have a prenup lawyer. <laughs> it's not worth it. That's for sure. She can have it. Uh, uh, anyhow, um, uh, Matt, we're, we're, we are running out of time. I, I don't think we're going to get to uh, Christmas in this episode, but I actually think that's okay. Cause we may want to save that. That's a pretty big one for a future that's standalone. Um, you can check that one out on our premium podcast if uh, you're part of the premium membership. Yes, yes. If you support our Patreon, uh, you- five dollars a month, you can be part of the premium up for debate membership, and you get all the bonus content. You get uh, game shows with Matt and Sean, uh, and you also get a free invitation to the up for debate Christmas party. So yep. check it out on our website and uh, 
make sure you hit the subscribe button yep. and pay $5 a month to be, I get a premium membership. And you also get the show commercial free. So if you got this commercial free, congratulations. <laughs> That's right. You must've given us money. We'll even send you a car magnet, uh, a fridge magnet. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt, I do want to end this episode though with a very, with probably the most important question. Really everything we've talked about before this is irrelevant because we've now covered the entire year, four seasons, Matt. And I think the fans out there are dying to know which is the best? You got to rank the seasons, Matt. Which is the worst? Which you thought I was going to let you off easy? You thought you thought you could get out of here without making really, the determination? And I, I, I it's not going to be easy. Hard to do. I can't. I don't think I can. You I think have there's to. something. There's something unique about each season that makes it magical and it makes it. I'm not unique. saying any of them are bad. I'm. It's a rank, so one of like, them has to be worse. I can't do it. I, I just can't. I just don't know how I would even go about doing that. If, if you had asked me the same question, Sean, if you had asked me the same question as as little as a year ago, all right, I would have definitely told you where I stand with the seasons. But now I'm just not so well, sure. I see the magic in every season. Matt, let's put all the caveats, all the, the footnotes and fine print on it you want as of this moment in your life at... 8.47 p.m. on this Wednesday. Rank the damn seasons. I'm not letting you off the hook. It's If you'd like, I'll go first. Would that... Would... I mean, I think we, we kind of know your position on the seasons. Like, Well, you know I'm not a fan of winter, but what, what do you think is my number one? I would say you like... I'd say you're a summer guy or a oh. spring guy. See, look, you think you know me. Uh, no, look, from, from worst to first, winter is the worst. You probably bitch about allergies. That's probably why you no, wouldn't like the spring. I don't have allergies. I'm a perfect human specimen. Uh, <laughs> no, winter is the worst. Right above that is spring is the, I guess, third best. Um, right above that is summer. And first place is, is a fall. Fall, fall is my fall is my favorite, but it's very close between summer and fall. Very, that's a toss up, and I'm, I probably am only saying fall because we just finished fall. You know, ask me again, and during the summer I might change my mind, but that that's yeah, where if I. If you would had asked me, if you had asked me a year ago, I would have said fall was my least favorite season. I was not a big fall fan, really, up until about a year ago, uh, when I, I kind of like experienced fall things. Maybe not a year ago. Maybe this is more like three or four years ago, but like. The idea that, like, to me, fall was always just that season you go back to school. It's like back to school season. Um, but, the, like, there's a lot of magical things about fall. There's a lot of uh, fun activities like apple picking and drinking cider and, and stuff like that. Um, and that made fall not so bad. Um, my favorite season definitely, by and large, used to be summer. Uh, going outside and, and you know what? I would say summer for me is is kind of like if I had to have a least favorite season, I'd probably say summer. Wow, that is surprising. Yeah, isn't that surprising? Yeah. So, so then what would be it's, your? It's just a little too extreme. Like the heat is a little too extreme, and uh, I feel like summer is the most. The days are kind of drawn out, and I don't know. Um, if I really had to pick a favorite season, and you do of all time. No, of right I would now. Say early spring. I would say spring, and I would say like the first few months of spring when spring is just finally turning over. I think the weather outside is perfect then, 
It's it's like not too hot, not too cold. There's still a little bit of snow on the ground, but the snow is melting. I think that would be my like ideal season. That's like the fucking worst time of year, Matt. God damn it. Are you kidding me? That's, that time of year is great. No, like, it's, no there's like just piles of, of road salt and debris and dead bodies that have been covered by snow that's everywhere. You have the... You have the you have the hope of a new spring, the hope of a new season. But it's coming. not there yet. That's the problem. The weather is yeah, inconsistent. Right, there. like it's, it's it just rains about to all the time. It's exciting. Oh, it's an exciting time. But why wouldn't you the pick fall? Out, the it's... rabbits are out, and and all the little critters are, are are out and breeding, and and it's a great time of year. All I'm, right, and, I'm and, glad and I asked. Bit, ground yeah that's that's that would be my favorite okay. winter is in there somewhere too winter is pretty cool um although th- i mean the lack of light kind of makes it a little depressing so all right i would say spring fall winter summer okay very that's very good right to see very good see mm-hmm. you, that wasn't so bad was it so the question has been asked and answered that is it we're done with the seasons we've done them all now yep. if you would like to reach out to us. Maybe you have an idea for a new year's resolution for Matt. Maybe, maybe something he should do, or you disagree with our season rankings and you say, you guys are both clowns and you know, winter (laughs) is the best season for whatever reason. You can let us know, tweet at us at up for debate TV and email us up for debate TV at gmail.com. Or if you have a uh, resolution for Sean, like maybe don't be such a season Grinch. (laughs) Maybe get up a little bit about the season. Don't don't rant and rave so much on the podcast. Yeah, what, what for what they are. Yeah, you know you, you can write that too. I, and so. and and I I promise if you write that as my resolution, I will at least like Matt try it for a few days and see how it goes in in January. That's all we can do. Um, before we go out, uh, we got to give people some news here. We've got uh, upfordebate.tv is our website. You can go there and get all the all the episodes. Uh, and all the links where you can subscribe and reach out to us. And, of course, follow our movie league all winter long at upfordebate.tv slash movies. Uh, Matt, you guys just had a big movie come out, Coco. Did you get out to the theaters yeah. to, to support your own movie? I am going on Friday. Oh, We're going to go see it on Friday. Super. I'm excited. Um, uh, I, I understand that you have gone to see Coco, you- Sean. Is that true? <laughs> So I messaged the three hosts, you, uh, Colby, and Dan, and I said, hey, guys, I'm thinking about going to the movies. Should I see Thor, Justice League, or Coco? And the other two guys just didn't respond, and you just pitched me on Coco because you owned it in the movie (laughs) league. And I said, well, since nobody bothered to respond, I'm going to go see Coco, and I did. And other than Matt, I'm going to pre-apologize for the horrific trailers and Frozen short you have to watch before the movie. (laughs) Just, like, show up late. You just show up, like, 30 minutes late, and you'll be right on time for the movie to start. That being said, it's a very – I gave my mini review on Don't Panic, but it's a, it's a very good movie. I'd say it's right in that sort of Pixar middle ground. It's not the best they've ever done, but it's a very solid film. Uh, visually, one of the best I think they've done. It's very colorful, very well animated, uh, very well shot. Um, the story is just okay, and the characters are fine. Uh, it's, it's a very enjoyable film, so I think you're – it's right – it's kind of like the Monsters, Inc. level of like not groundbreaking, but a pretty solid, you know, film. Okay. So – uh, you can check that out right now. You guys are in second place in the league with $223 million. Yeah. There, um, there's no way you're going to win. I, I hate to break it to you. 
<laughs> you're 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 fried, but that's okay. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Don't we have we have something coming out? Yeah, soon, yeah. Right? You, you have the Aaron Sorkin movie. No one's gonna see Molly's game and the 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 twelve strong, and then that's it. I uh, you know. Yeah, this wasn't a great movie draft for us. No, you know it was not. We'll get them next time. We'll get them in the spring. There's... This is a rebuilding. <laughs> that's right. Trust the process. Yeah, you know if we if we. Uh, if we come in last, that means we get the first pick in the draft, right? Oh, so. totally. No, that's how. No, well, no, but we got to do the ping pong balls in the big, oh, and then okay. you pull them out, and then that determines. Awesome. Yeah, but you'll get a lot of ping pong balls for that. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and you can follow that, as I set it up for debate.tv slash movies all winter long. Uh, let me do some quick other plugs. I'm trying to like cross promote the shows. That's the point of us being part of coffee and beer, right? We're a network here, so we got to cross-promote. Matt, we're doing D&D over at Game Nights at GameNights.tv. We have a new adventure going on. Colby is dungeon mastering. You've got a new character. I've got a new funny accent. And uh, in this latest episode, you lose your shit, and it's kind of amazing. (laughs) So I recommend everyone go and check that out. We're only three episodes into this latest adventure, so you can jump in with us and get caught up right away. Yeah, I'm having a good time with this one so far. Honestly, it's 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 very different being a player character that uses magic. My guy is a is a magician. He's a mage, so I got to play him a little bit differently. It's been a lot of fun, and I, I highly recommend that you guys come over and check it out. Absolutely, and I'll, sure. it's a good time. I'll also tease, of course, don't panic, the technology podcast with myself, Colby, and Dan. We do that every week. We talk about the week's tech news. The latest episode is available now at don'tpanic.io. On this past episode, uh, actually, there really wasn't any tech news because it was the Thanksgiving week. So uh, we talk about uh, what Dan should do. He's got a week of unemployment between jobs. Where should he go? What should he do? Uh, We talk about which is better, PowerPoint or Keynote. Uh, And we have a lot of fun in that. So you can check it out right now at don'tpanic.io. We're going to end it there. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next time with more great discussions. Uh, On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. We appreciate y'all joining us. We'll see you next time for more here on Up for Debate.